StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, bringing you another interview, this time an English world premiere, the first English content ever on this startup. I would like to welcome Jens here, the CEO and founder of Kranos Health. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for be, uh, having me, Joel. Great to be here and thanks for the invitation. Totally my pleasure. Today's interview is made possible by StartupRaven.com, the easiest and most efficient way to meet corporation partners and investors. Today is May 26th. This is the second publication of the day. Yes, we're going totally crazy. The reason behind it, today is not only a public holiday, a bank holiday in Germany, but today we also do celebrate Father's Day here in Germany. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. That is also the reason why we are publishing the Kranos Health interview today, because you guys are taking care of men's health, right? That's right. Uh, we are in the business of basically solving men's health issues that no one talks about. Glad we're here today. So we will talk about this. Um, you guys are Currently, your main product is an app on prescription. How we got there um, is surely unusually a long way. So let's get started. I've been looking at your LinkedIn profile, as everybody else can uh, when they want to reach out to you directly down here in the show notes. Um, as I said, you're the CEO and founder of Kranos Health. You studied biochemical engineering. Can you for, for, for a finance major, please explain what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's indeed a quite nerdy, uh, quite nerdy title. What it basically is, is really biotechnology. So I've been in pharma healthcare for more than a decade now. I've always wanted to do something in the space and help people. Um, while it was kind of really an exciting study to learn about all these technology advantages, um, I kind of, during my studies, realized I'm, I'm also kind of into finance and building businesses. That's how I also did my first startup during university time and, um, yeah, uh, led me into a different career, I guess, from what is the usual career. Mm -hmm. You've been studying at the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology, aka KIT, and London UCL. Um, what was your favorite breakfast spot in London? <laughs> Um, yeah, UCL is actually <laughs> close to Camden Town. Um, I guess today it's quite expensive to live there. Uh, they had some really amazing, you know, cheap student housing, uh, pretty shitty beds. But there was a Moroccan breakfast place uh, nearby. I can't remember the name right now, but it had some some really uh, delicious breakfast. Usually the place I went before heading out to university. Moroccan breakfast sounds very promising. Never had that one. Uh, you also did an MBA at NCAT. How was this? Would you recommend it? Uh, I would definitely recommend it. I think people have split opinions about uh, MBAs. Uh, I think uh, definitely recommended for the networking experience, really getting to know some very inspirational people. Um, also living in Paris and Singapore, I think in particular Asia has been a place that really 
inspired me because you see so much momentum and businesses just like uh, being created everywhere. Um, it was a really, really good uh, time for me. Yeah, I love Singapore. Amazing place. Um, especially with this banana shaped, uh, banana shaped, uh, building on top of the three other towers. Just amazing. The uh, botanical gardens are amazing. And of course, I love the hawker centers, delicious yes. food from India, China, Vietnam, Thailand, you name it. I, they awesome. even had German food, which, uh, that one I wouldn't recommend in, in, in Singapore, but, uh, very good, uh, other foods indeed. Yeah. Didn't you try it when you've been a little bit homesick? I uh, I actually managed to stay away from it, which I'm quite. I don't think I missed out on any uh, sausages in in Singapore. <laughs> I I have to admit, when I was in Beijing, I was getting a little bit homesick. Um, um, shortly before I returned home, and there I actually went a few times to Paulana Poi House. That was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As we've said, you've been an e-commerce founder during your studies. What did you do there? Yeah, that was actually my first uh, kind of getting in touch with entrepreneurship. As I said, I've always wanted to do that. And, and this time I, I partnered with a Danish designer, actually, and we, in, we built interior design products. Uh, for example, the first one was like a snowboard hanger where you could mount your snowboard above your above your bed and i i remember i was always kind of scared that this thing would break down and just kill someone that bought it but uh yeah it was a good time we shipped it uh, pretty much all around the world but at that stage it was clear it was working well but i i was always intrigued to do more and do something bigger and then actually i saw mckinsey as a as a perfect way to kind of transition more into a business world and and, and get my feet sturdy in in, in that space yeah Yes, you've been working there in pharma and healthcare as a consultant. Traditionally, you cannot talk a lot about what you did there, but what I found very interesting, you left there, pharma and healthcare, and your next stops have not been like big pharma or healthcare company, but Amazon and Palantir. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> So actually, so I think I can talk, I can't talk about specific projects at McKinsey, but what I can talk about, and that is kind of very much connected with what um, led me to found Cells was I did a lot of projects for pharma companies. And I was really kind of shocked to see how remote and far away drug development happens from the actual patients, right? It's like very much in labs and like takes partially decades to develop new drugs and I always kind of missed uh, the the interaction with with patients that, you know, at that time, even like tech, you could use it in all other verticals to really build great journeys, which wasn't a thing then. And I remember we even did in 2013, almost 10 years ago, a presentation for a pharma company, which kind of talked about patient centricity. And it was clearly all, uh, you know, vision and, 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 and really not like very far from reality. Uh, and that, that led me to, uh, you know, some intermean uh, inter stops in between, um, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, Amazon was an exciting time. I mean, uh, that's where I really learned to um, build uh, a business, manage a large PL as, as a, you know, even as a, as a, I was, I think, 30 or so at that time, um, managing hundreds of millions, literally. 
um, was really, really humbling and, and a good experience. Um, and then Palantir kind of was obviously, uh, that it's kind of in the nature of Palantir that I really can't speak a lot about what we did. But um, what I can say is that, of course, Palantir does a lot of work in the commercial sector as well, in particular also um, on the pharma side. Um, and that really was finally the point in which I could combine my passion for biotechnology for pharma with with actual technology. Um, and that, I think, really was the, the moment, which was kind of end of 2019, when I said, look, we finally have this, this opportunity, like in particular in Germany, where there was a new law being implemented to kind of bring technology-empowered therapies based on apps into, into our everyday care. Um, yeah, and that was really the ignition point for what became uh, the journey with Kranos in the next, last two years. Very interesting. Uh, what wh one question about this uh, Amazon stop? Do you still get discounts there? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. But I I still have a lot of friends there that tell me about awesome deals when they happen. Um, but gotta say, there there have been less of these in the last uh, years. Yeah, personal experience as well. Um, how how did you decide on the name Kranos Health? Uh, health makes sense, but what is Kranos? Uh, yeah, that's a good good question. Kranos is actually a Celtic god of fertility. Um, and since one of our first products is in the area of erectile dysfunction, um, fertility um, is, of course, a, a well-fitting name. Why did you focus on the not-so-much-discussed men's health issues like erectile dysfunction? Well, I think uh, to, to really understand, we, we kind of need to dive in a little bit in a founding story, right? And in the end, I think it's always great. Great businesses are created when the right people come together at a lucky point in time. Uh, in this case, it was really uh, four people. Um, I think it started with me having this, this strong desire to build something technology-enabled apps uh, because we really you know, have a unique point in time where I think It, there is a tipping point and we can really do something better for patients. Um, mm -hmm. My co-founder and co-CEO, Tilo, who I know for yeah almost a decade from my time in McKinsey, we've always been touched. Actually, we did found a pro bono consulting uh, initiative in McKinsey where we kind of advised some, some by now pretty big startups. It was a cool time and we always wanted to do something together, uh, which kind of for us uh, was pretty fast, it was clear, digital health is a great area. Um, and um, Tilo, actually, his father is a urologist. And through his father, we got a connection to Kurt, um, who is now our chief medical officer. Kurt uh, is an amazing person. He's now uh, uh, 70 years old. Kurt, please forgive me that I uh, spoil this on, on uh, in public. Um, But Cord is as young as, as I am in his mind, and he is definitely one of the most experienced and well-known urologists in, in Germany and beyond. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has also a very technology-minded uh, mind. And uh, when we started talking with him, it became pretty quickly became clear that there is currently a big care gap, especially in taboo topics. 
And because these topics are taboo, people don't know how many patients are affected and really don't get the care that they should get um, these days. And erectile dysfunction really is, is a big taboo topic. Six to eight million men are affected by it in Germany, right? So that, that really makes it every third adult um, guy, every second guy above the age of 50. So it really isn't, uh, you know, you're really not uh, special if you have it. Um, up to a certain age, right? And yet people never talk about it. And I'm very ashamed of doing that. And I think that for us was definitely an area where digital tools can provide a great benefit for patients, right? And then the last person to play a role was Konstantin Mehl, who was the founder of Fedora uh, initially, but then recently he, uh, he's, of course, the CEO of Kaya Health, one of the biggest digital therapeutic players um, in, in the world. And uh, I know him for quite a while through my personal network. And he really kind of reinforced in us the idea to do this and, and was really supportive um, of the use case. And I think uh, that's how we ended up going uh, and starting crowds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was basically the starting point. You thought we do digital, we make it easy, easily accessible without any shame. Um, and it's an app. I do understand it also works along drug treatments. And you also accomplish to get it on prescription. So basically, your health insurance covers the cost. Can you take us a little bit through that journey, how you achieve that? Yes, that's that's right. And I think that's something we're super proud of because it really is a paradigm shift. So far, the drugs for erectile dysfunction have never been reimbursed by insurances, de facto kind of neglecting the problem and leaving it up to the people to solve it. And this is the first time in the world, actually, that uh, insurances are reimbursing um, a product in that area. And I think it's a, it's a great step forward to treating this disease. Um, And like where, where we basically came from, right, from like the first thing we, we observed is that there is a care gap because the problem with drugs in the area is that they, they only treat the symptoms. They never solve the root cause. So these men are dependent on these drugs for basically decades, which also leads, um, as, as, as is quite well documented in science, to both, like, you know, it can lead to depressions for people that are untreated, uh, very like decrease in quality of life. And also it has uh, potentially severe cardiovascular follow events because erectile dysfunction is closely correlated with, um, with heart attacks, for example, right? So that's, that's what we saw and that's what we wanted uh, to change. And what we do now is because uh, two things have changed. First of all, it is a root cause oriented treatment. So what we do is what we actually, there are medical guidelines that require a root cause oriented treatment, meaning sports, meaning pelvic floor exercises, as well as mental and sexual therapy. That's what we do. And that's what most patients never got in the past. They just got pills. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the, really the game changer. I understand. Plus, um, uh, as you said, it's uh, associated with the heart. I remember that Viagra was actually supposed to be a heart drug, and actually, the, the the people who tested it observed this 
kind of side effect there. So, um, that's another, that's another, uh, indication here. Um, you said you're addressing physical, the, the, the physical background. So what is it? Uh, the people, uh, the men, do they have too much stress, not enough workout? What, what, what are some of the causes there? Like overweight, um, diabetes, stuff like that? That's, that's right. Um, so it's very closely associated with, for example, obesity, with diabetes, with lack of physical activity. All of these are risk factors that in the end lead to um, erectile dysfunction, erection problems, right? Um, and this is where our, our treatment really helps patients to overcome these issues by solving the underlying root causes um, rather than just giving them a drug. Uh, to treat the symptoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what what I've taken from our first conversation was that you basically are just starting out, uh, not only from the stage of your company, but also you have bigger goals for men's health. You you kind of want to add additional treatments, is my understanding, right? Absolutely right. I mean, we we found it. I found it, Kranos, to really make it a game changer in men's health and solve these taboo topics that up to date no one talks about. Right? We have a lot of things happening in femtech, female health, which is great. But so far, like male tech, is a word that hasn't been really defined yet, and also most investors, I guess, don't don't ever use it. Um, which, of course. Um, is a gap and and that's what we were on a mission to to solve this uh, beyond the borders of germany and also for many other diseases right um, and i think one thing i wanted to mention because we we talked about it earlier but i didn't answer it yet uh, is the like how do you get it reimbursed right and i think that's that's what really differentiates us from a a app business right what what we are is a healthcare company that means we conduct clinical studies very much in the same way that any pharmaceutical or any medical device company do, does. And of course, to get this product reimbursed, you need to show it's safe for patients. It is effective in treating the disease. Mm -hmm. And both of that we could show. And, and let me reassure you um, that German government uh, has very high standards in getting this uh, into reimbursability because of course it also costs insurances money to do that um yeah so we were very happy to to show that it's safe for patient and also that it really solves the problem um and i would say we are almost we can clearly say we're as effective as viagra or other drugs mm -hmm. um to help people overcome their problems Mm -hmm. What are some other health conditions you're going to address in the future Yeah. Um, so, of course, there is, for example, incontinence, um, which is uh, quite, you know, something that I think uh, women also experience. But of course, in men, in older men is, is equally prevalent. Uh, so that is something that we have on the radar. Um, we also have, for example, premature ejaculation um, or prostate enlargement um, all the way to uh, male infertility. And um, for all of these things that, you know, up today are never really talked about, we, we really want to change that. And I think we have some, some great products there in the pipeline um, that we will bring to the market um, in, in the next years. 
um, ultimately, really with the with the aim um, to help increase the life expectancy um, that men have. Right, like this one one thing that men are, I'd say, notoriously bad at um, is is doing preventative care measures, um, which is like men in most cases only go to the doctor when they have a problem and only then. Um, instead, of course, by having basically digital therapies that become a companion for you, you have it on your mobile, it's very easy to access the vision and where we want to get to is that you have that companion on your mobile. And of course, we're doing more than just treatments for several diseases. We want to move into this uh, shift in mindset where you, you, you start doing preventative measures. Um, and that's something we really want to educate men about and, and change. Yeah, I would add men only go to the doctor when they do have severe problems. Oh, all, <laughs> almost right. all of them too late. Um, going a little bit from what you're doing, what you're planning a little bit to the company, because when I was looking through your website, I found um, 13 principles. That is basically part of how you work would you say it's also part of your company culture it, definitely definitely and i think um, what i can say is when we founded Kronos, like most of our founders we already had um 10 plus years experience in business so what we tried is to bring the best part of the culture that um from from mckinsey from amazon from Palantir and kind of merge that into something that we really can identify with and something that we love. Um, and it's the 13 principles that came out of this process is really something we use as an internal compass to really guide all our decisions. And I think some, some, some of these principles are pretty obvious, right? So like no taboos, we really want to break taboos. Um, so that's something also we live internally. We are very open in the way we communicate about um, health issues, uh, about everything we do. Um, and the same, another one is I, I really like is Radical Kinder. Um, I know there's a, a quite famous business book about that, but what it really means is um, direct, very direct, but very caring feedback, really developing each other in, in, in our common journey at Kranos. And it's something we, uh, yeah, we, we very strongly enforce. And I think I can say something that most of our employees um, really value as well. Mm -hmm. You right now have somewhere around 50 employees. You've been grown by 100%. Um, what I usually ask at this point, are you guys currently hiring? We grew actually by more than 100%. And um, yeah, we are very much growing uh, very quickly right now because one thing we're proud of is that we had the most successful market launch of any digital health product in Germany yet. Uh, we're making um, very, very strong patient traction, we're getting super good feedback from the patients. Now thousands of people are using our app. Um, so yes, we are hiring and we're growing massively. So our plan is to definitely get uh, to more than 100 people this year still. Um, we have open positions really in but engineering, commercial, uh, business development, medical, uh, really uh, every area. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have been funded 
in the past and raised more than two million US dollars. And as you said, interestingly, the Fedora founder is one of your backers. Are you currently open to talk to other investors? Um, yes, I would say, of course, investors are recognizing um, the traction that we're building and are very, very interested um, in, in speaking which is also something that, of course, uh, we value because, uh, of course, we need money to turbocharge what we're doing right now. And we do have very ambitious plans for the coming years. Um, so, yes, uh, we're speaking very much to investors right now. Uh, there's nothing I can share today, um, but um, I might have news not too far in the future. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Well, honestly, that's all the stuff I want to talk about right now, there there is a zillion things I could uh, talk further. Um, if you think there are any questions we did not address, go down here in the show notes, leave us a comment and we will try to answer it. So far, I'd like to thank you, Jens. It was a pleasure having you as guest here and best of luck for your um, additional treatments. Thanks, Joe. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.